Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Welcome to everyone. Good morning to those who are here in person at Temple Beth Am in Los Angeles on a gray, rainy day. And to those who are joining us on Zoom, uh, hello to those who might be joining us live on Facebook, either on the Temple Beth Am page or on my personal profile. And hello and salutations to anyone who is listening to this on the Temple Betham podcast, whenever and wherever you are. We Here we are making a decision to claim a few minutes before the rest of the day takes over. A few minutes for spirit, for body too, because it's through the body that we engage our spirit, but we sort of also depart from our body so that our spirit can be dominant. So that we can, as Sam Harris says, curate an intentional, elevated experience simply by using the power of the mind and some simple positioning. And sometimes when we do this meditation, it's rather empty. Simply creating a, a vessel, a vessel within which you can descend and be well and be as clear as possible from specific thoughts. It's the absence of thought that sometimes makes meditation most powerful. And sometimes, often on the Friday morning ones, I give a frame informed by some image or idea from the Parsha. And we'll go in that direction today. Something I've been thinking about all week since I taught a text on Shabbat afternoon. Some of you are hearing this were present when I taught that text. So the material will be familiar. And that is the idea that in the opening lines of Parshat Shruma, the Torah uses two words, seemingly refer to the same building, the building that's going to be the portable sanctuary in the desert, the building that we throughout Jewish history have referred to as the Mishkan. But the verse also refers to it as a mikdash. And the word mikdash later went on to mean the permanent temple in Jerusalem. But in this verse, it seems to be that what is being built as an abode for God is both a mikdash and a mishkan. Why both words for the same structure? The Hasidic Rebbe Shemi Shmuel says, each of those words indicates the obligation or the movement of us to the heavens and then heavens to us. It's a mikdash from our perspective, from the use of the word kadosh, which means separate, distinct, other. It's a better translation than the root holy or sacred. Meaning what? When a Jew enters a mikdash, he or she has one obligation. Try to be different. Try to be other than what one might be outside that space. Try to aim for a unique relationship with reality, a unique relationship with how you organize your thoughts. That's what it means to walk into a mikdash. And the promise offered by this Hasidic Rebbe is that to the extent we can make a room that we walk into a mikdash, a place where we are acting supremely differently, then from God's perspective, it'll be a mishkan, meaning God will come into that place and dwell there from the word shachan or shochen. We have a job. 
and God has a response. Our job is to aim for Kedusha. Again, not necessarily sanctity, because we're not sure exactly what that means, but differentness, distinctiveness. And in response to that, we hope and pray that the Holy Presence will come and be with us, and Mikdash and Mishkan will join together. With that in mind, I invite you to close your eyes. Start letting the quiet do its work. Quiet, which usually announces that there's actually almost no such thing as quiet. Because as you turn off the major stimuli of sound, you realize all the sounds around you that are ever-present. If you're in Los Angeles right now, it might be the pitter-patter of rain, sound of a car on the street outside where you're sitting, or even the gentle rustling of your own body. But it's certainly a different kind of quiet than you're listening to throughout the day. Start getting in touch with your breathing. At this point, no need to do anything different with it, except be aware of it, so that it's not just happening on instinct, but it's intentional. It's the joy. It's a treat. And some of you may be sitting in a room that could indeed be called a mikdash or a mishkan because it's a sanctuary. It's a place of gathering and prayer. But some of you might be sitting in your living room or somewhere else in your house or outdoors on a patio. My guess is that you've chosen this place intentionally as the spot to listen to and participate in this meditation. It's not an accident. And even if it is not what others might call a mikdash, a sanctuary, our job for the next few minutes is to turn it into just that. Mikdash, Kadosh, different, distinct, singular, totally other, unique, wondrously unlike anything else. What is required of you in this moment? And in this spot, to earn Kadosh. Is it a different way of thinking? 
a different way of speaking? How do you treat this space and this moment unlike you treat any other? Our aim for this moment, for this spot, is to crawl towards Kadosh. A wondrously different way of being than that which we are usually focusing on or even capable of. And even the spot you're in right now, whether it is called a sanctuary or not, can be transformed by you into something Kadosh, into Mikdash. Breathe for a few minutes into that space so that your very breathing is the wind that guides the sails that direct your vessel towards Kadosh. Mishkan, a dwelling place. Mishkan, an abode. Mishkan, a magnet for God's presence. For the divine arrival. See if you can form an image in your mind of Mikdash bubbling up from where you are, representing your differentness, your commitment to being a bit other, your percolating distinctiveness. And as Mikdash is bubbling up from the bottom, Mishkan is descending from on high. However you picture it. Might be amorphous. It might be crystal clear. But that which you are doing to produce Mikdash 
is being met by the arrival of Mishkan. And God is near. And God is present. And God is dwelling. Because you are different. Because you are in another realm. Mikdash beckons Mishkan. Distinctiveness invites godliness. Mikdash from the bottom up. Mishkan from the heavens downward. Mikdash. Mishkan. Mikdash. Mishkan. share the screen for those who are doing this digitally. We'll say the closing prayer three times together. 
Yeah, we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. And we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. And we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all shalom. Namaste and Shabbat Shalom, and I hope to see you soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.